to Eps welcome back to Snakes Chat episode five. I have a guest on with me. Uh yo Nick. How you yeah, feeling? Yeah, what's going on, Jake? I'm glad to be here. It's awesome uh to talk on your on your pod. Yeah, uh how how have you been since since the uh quarantine? Oh, I've been doing pretty good, still working and stuff. Um, definitely getting some content out there, writing a little bit, still keeping track with all what's going on in the bubble, uh, Philly spring training, flyers, you know, what's going on in the NFL and stuff. So uh, just trying to stay up to date. Uh, it's it's nice that we're getting sports back very soon. So uh, can't wait for that to start up again. Yeah, because it feels like the the uh, sports are trying to take their time and the, the uh, fans are – Probably like, yo, hurry up, you know. So yeah, um, yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, it it it's been a crazy year. It's it's I I can't believe what's going on. You know, who would have thought that sports would have been just stopped in the middle of a bunch of seasons? MLB hasn't even started yet. Uh, NFL, we don't know what's going to happen there. We still don't know. Uh, cause they're still discussing terms. We'll get into that later, I guess. But um, yeah. I, look, I'm I'm as a fan, I'm really excited to get sports back. Uh, you know, so I and I'm sure you are too. Yeah, I you know, I'm just reading about all the news and what's going to happen. Um, but at the end of the day, I just want sports back. I'm done with them talking about it. I want them to get on the field and just roll with it. Yeah, uh, yeah, ho- uh, I think they will. Um, cases are surging, uh, su- you know, across the country. So I, you know, it depends what uh, the higher ups in these um, in these leagues are going to do. Um, you know, you have the bubble in the NBA, um, but you saw two positive tests today. Apparently, they're going on. I don't know how you can keep the virus out of the bubble. I mean, seriously, but um, we'll see what happens. Uh, they're going to play as continued. Uh, they're taking a lot of precautions and. Uh, Hopefully we'll we'll get moving. Hopefully we'll be able to finish a couple seasons and get some of these seasons going. Yeah, it, hopefully. Um, we got a lot of topics uh, to talk about, Nick. Um, and the uh, one topic I is the Phillies pitching staff. Um, what's your expectations for them uh, heading into the season? Um. With uh, Aaron Nola, with his health, you know, we don't know what's what's going to happen with him. Um, with with uh, Zach Wheeler, with with him uh, being absent for a couple starts, what do you? What is your expectations for them heading into the season? Um, it's, it's honestly, it's a little nerve wracking. Um, you know, Nola, I think, I think he'll be, I think he'll be okay. Um, he, there were rumors saying he tested positive for COVID, but I think they were debunked. He said, cause he's back in training camp now. Um, I know Scott Kingery did have COVID, um, but I, I believe Nola will be good to go, uh, for the restart. Um, but, uh, what's his name? Uh, Zach Wheeler. He's he's a guy that he's talked about. I think his wife is pregnant, so he might be missing some starts uh, early on in the year. Um, so that'll that'll mean Jake Arrieta Jake Arrieta has to step up. He's 34, 34 years old. Uh, he's on his last uh, year of his three year deal, um, and he is not. I don't think he's performed well enough up to expectations. His first two seasons with the Phillies, um, you know, they've had a lot of time off. They've had a lot of time to work out, get stronger, get in the lab, pitch you know, work on things. Uh, I, I want to see Jake Arrieta definitely um, get better as the year goes on. Um, and this year in his final year, I don't know if he'll be a Philly next year, but Jake Arrieta needs to step up. Uh, you're going to have young guys. Eflin will still still be there. Uh, you Vince Velasquez. And hopefully not Nick Pavetta. Um, as you know, our, our colleague right. Harrison Brown, he, he knows. He knows uh, my disdain for Nick Pavetta. He's been terrible. Uh, last year, he he he's you know he's a fifth starter. They're gonna have to use him if if guys go down, if things happen. Um, you know you got Zach Wheeler in the mix, so you did add another arm, but uh, you still that back end of the rotation. I'm still 
iffy about with Eflin, <laughs> Velasquez, Pavetta. Uh, you have the young Absolutely. guy Howard who you have, I, you have the young guy Howard who could come up, but I mean we'll we'll see what happens. You know, it, let's let's go back to Jake Arrieta for a minute because mm-hmm. um, last year and the year before it, he he hasn't been speaking up to his contract, right? And mm-hmm. when you're looking how he did last year, he was blaming other other um, other teammates for for his own problems. He told them to step up. And he wasn't doing, he wasn't speaking up to his contract, and he wasn't speaking up to, uh, what he said to his about his teammates. So, talking about this this guy stepping up, I really don't believe with uh, Jake Arrieta being a number two, really, or hey, if Nola is, I don't. Like I said, I don't know what his health is going to be. So if Jay Garrett needs to be a number one, I my belief is I think we are going to be in in a logjam with that. No, I I agree with you. I mean, over the, you know his two years with the uh, with the Phillies last year, he was eight and eight in twenty nineteen. He had a four point six four. ERA was injury plagued. Um, you know, I, he's got to be better. I, I really, he, you know, he signed a three-year, seventy-five million-dollar deal when he came here. You know, you get a ten and eleven season, eight and eight season from him last year, ten and eleven the year before in twenty eighteen. Um, and he's pit, and his ERA has been around four, which, it, you know, he's not like in his Cy Young year in twenty fifteen, where you know he was sitting around one point seven seven ERA. I mean, that's. That's ridiculous. He is not. He's gotten consistently worse each year as he's gotten older, and he's out of his prime now. Um, you know, it's his last year of his deal. If it, he he's going to be a huge, huge factor, I, I believe, going into this season. Absolutely. I mean, no fans. It's going to be it's going to be a weird season, but he he's got to step up. He's got to pitch a much. He's got to pitch much better. If he can, I think this Phillies team. Can do some can do some real damage because they got two frontline starters in Wheeler and Nola. If Arietta can be that X factor, that third starter every fifth day, uh, I think I think it's going to help him out a lot. Yeah, but the um, this year the Phillies um, have to step up, and this is Maglintax's huge year, in my belief, because even though it's a short season, I. I really believe the Phillies needed need to go for it or it's a bust because they're they're playing in in two of the toughest of divisions in the AL East and the NL East. So, yep. Jay Garrieta needs to step up in a huge way and I'm hearing that he's doing well in spring, in a training camp. I really hope that's true. Because when the season rolls around and he's not playing well, I'll be saying, what are they saying about about this guy back in training camp? So, um, Nick, what do you think will the starting rotation look like? What, um, um, with hey, If Zach Wheeler, he's going to miss two, two starts, um, my belief is some people think that Spencer Howe will will come up soon. Um, my belief is he's going to come up maybe in September, maybe game 40, you know, as an emergency pitcher mm-hmm. if something goes wrong. Um, what do you think the rotation will look like? Will they go for a – four-man rotation or a five-man rotation? Um, I think they'll still stick to five. Um, I Look, Howard's 23. Um, this year, they thought he'd probably start in the minors. I, he probably I, – like, I, I think minor league baseball is canceled, so I, he's still part of that um, bubble, that, that roster that, the, that each team in the MLB had to hand in. I, he's a part of that. Um, so a lot's changed. He could 
get into the opening day roster. Um, we're, it, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's coming up very soon, so the Phillies do have a decision to make. Um, I'd like to see him. I, I don't see why not. I mean, Velasquez, Pavetta, um, Eflin. I mean, they, Pavetta's been terrible. Vince Velasquez has been so inconsistent. Eflin, he's been pretty inconsistent as well. I, I would like to see them bring up Spencer Howard. I mean, you're in a condensed season, so every game matters huge. Every game is huge. You're in a 60-game season. You, you, know, you have to play to win. And if they think Spencer Howard – can give them more innings and better innings than Velasquez, Pavetta, Eflin. Um, I, I say throw him in the rotation if you have to. He's, I think he, he can be big if he can step up. Yeah, my, my belief is that I think this this year, even though it's a 60-game uh, season, uh, my belief is this, is this season will be a trial run for every team in the MLB. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I think, yeah, my belief is throwing Spencer Howard, you know, at the beginning of the season and get him going, you know, because he's not yeah. playing in the minor leagues. Because, like you said, they they uh, canceled that early in the in the early in the quarantine. So, um. Nick, what are your expectations for Zach Eflin or Nick Pavetta? Do you think this is um, this is their season? Uh, look, I, I'm more high. I'm higher on Eflin than I am Pavetta, obviously, as I, as I stated before. Uh, I'm really high on uh, Eflin, higher than I am with Pavetta. Uh, I think Eflin can be a middle of the road guy. You know, you're a fourth type starter. Um, like he, like he most likely will be, um, when you have a full healthy, uh, rotation. Oh, look, he, he was four, he had a 4.13 ERA in 32 games last year, um, and 28 starts. Uh, he had some good games. He pitched well, like there were games he pitched very well and he looked good, but then there were games you're like, uh, like he, he didn't, you know, he looked pretty bad. Uh, they, you know, the, the Phillies have a new, Pitching, uh, pitching coach, coaching staff. Um, I'm sure they're working with them. New pitching coach Brian Price. You know, I I, I want to see. I I think they want to get a lot out of Eflin. This I think this organization is very high on Eflin. Uh, I do believe that he could, if he could just lower that ERA a little bit, not give up as many runs. I, I think they'll they'll be in a good spot. Uh, Pavetta. I I'm just gonna be dead serious. I have no hope with Nick Pavetta. I he, he's a terrible attitude last year. What Seeing him after games, um, going to the press room and and answer these questions, he, he wasn't taking responsibility. Like you pitched, he pitched bad. He did not pitch perform, pitch and perform well. So I don't really have any hope for Nick Pavetta whatsoever. Um, but Eflin, I, I I am high on Eflin. I think Eflin can develop a little more. I mean, we, he's been given plenty of time, you know. But you know, under the circumstances, um, we'll see what happens with Eflin. But I, I think he can. Uh, be like a, a back end type of guy, decent uh, fourth type starter. Yeah, I I really agree what you're what you said about Nick Pavetta because sometimes after after games he he has that attitude where he doesn't really care, you know, mm-hmm. and um and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think I think the Phillies are believing in Vince. Vince Velasquez more than Nick Pavetta because every season Vince Velasquez is is really struggling and every every year they he's on the team somehow I and I don't even believe in Vince Vince Velasquez either now that guy I have no mm-hmm. faith in so so the back end of the of the pitching, uh, pitching staff, I one, two, and three. I I believe in you know it's with mm-hmm. with Zach Wheeler in you know I yeah. so uh, Nola. I'm a little bit iffy on Arietta, but I think he can get his act together. Um, mm-hmm. and then with. 
the guys battling out with the four four. Uh, I think the mm-hmm. four slot goes to Zach Eflin. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, and then and then number five, it's going to be Spencer Howard, in my belief. You think you think it's going to be Spencer? Look, I, I look, I, I'm a fan of Spencer Howard. I would like to see him up because. Um, you need some young blood in this rotation. I, I, I have not seen Vince Velasquez has has had dominant appearances. He's looked like an ace at times, but he, the consistency's not there. And Pavetta, we we've seen Pavetta. He's he's struggled out of the bullpen. He struggled starting. Um, so I look. I think bring Spencer Howard in if if they believe he's ready. Bring him in. Uh, that's what I would do. do you, another thing. Do you? There's another guy, Ranger Suarez. Suarez, uh, do yeah. you do you believe in uh, Ranger Suarez? Um, look, I, I think. See, this is this is a tough one. I don't I don't know if um that he'll he'll be starting this year with the Phillies. I mean, based look, it's it's been such an odd year. Um, he has he hasn't um started he didn't start a game last year for the Phillies he came out of the bullpen um I don't know if he'll start I mean if it comes to it there's injuries I mean it's such a shortened season so I I don't think I think they'll go to Spencer Howard before Ranger Suarez to be honest yeah that's my belief because I think the Phillies and the Phillies want to see if he can compete at a high level and I think the fans yeah. want to see it too so yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this year is a make or break for for Spencer Howard. I also I also think uh, I'm I'm reading here Suarez was on the COVID nineteen injured list, so he did have COVID. Okay, so that's that's another thing. Yeah. Um, with the money situation, right? With the uh, full mm-hmm. prorated salaries. Um, yeah. What do you think of of the outcome? You know, do you think the players will earn? their their full salaries in the playoffs or this year? Um I don't think so because I you know again we're in uncharted territories territories right now. Um the CBA is coming to an end very soon. I believe it's after this season. I want to say don't quote me on that. It's either this season or 2021. Um Rob Manfred did a terrible job negotiating to get the season started with the players association. So I think and I think we're gonna have a long drawn out negotiation with the CBA going forward in the future. Um, I don't I don't know if they get their full salaries. I mean they're not playing the full season. Um, do I believe they should get a good good chunk? Yes, but I don't think they're gonna get their full salaries um, because you know you're playing sixty games. Um, you're not playing, uh, you know your normal schedule. So. I, I don't see it happening, I th- but I do think what happened in negotiation to get this season rolling, I do think that Rob Manfred and the MLB are going to have trouble, and there's going to be a lot of painful negotiation going on when that new CBA needs to be um, renewed and negotiated. Yeah, it. I think uh, Rob Manfred did, you know, a awful job too. You know, it's <clears> – <throat> Like the owners, right? It's the mm-hmm. owners uh, don't want to pay the players out of yeah. pocket. You know, I yep. it's it's their money, of course, and mm-hmm. they don't have. I don't want to say this in a long way, but um, they don't want to pay pay out of pocket because of of their businessman man. Men and mm-hmm. the the uh, players. I understand the players on their end. They want their full salary money, but it, they got to take a step back and realize uh, what the world is going through right now. And yep. and you know what? They are making thirty seven percent of their salaries. So you know yeah. it's. Am I think? Everyone's right. taking it. Everyone's taking a cut this year. It's it's going to be everyone. Yeah. So everyone outside of the the uh, players, you know, industry, like the hospitals, like everywhere, they're taking a pay cut. Mm-hmm. So it's 
so um with the JT Romuto situation, um mm-hmm. I really don't like this this situation here because um the uh number one, JT Romuto deserves that contract. Um Agreed. Deserves that contract and his stats, the uh, Gold Glove Award, and just shows that he's the best best catcher in baseball. And if you let him walk, teams will say, "Okay, we have a chance to sign the best best catcher in baseball." Um, mm-hmm. do you think JT Romuto? Well, think. Oh, yeah, I can't really judge the Phillies on this one because it's a new coach, and we're playing. We're playing half a season, or more, like less games, and I'm not getting my f- full contract this year, anyways. So, do you think JT Romuto will return next year? See that's so you uh, you worded it good because you do I think he will return next year? That is a, a very good question because listen, he arguably is the best catcher in baseball. He's been an All Star two straight years, two straight Silver Sluggers, a Gold Glove last year with the Phillies. Um, he had the most RBIs for a catcher in baseball last year, batted two seventy five, twenty five home runs, one hundred and forty eight base hits. Why why Clentac wants to play hardball right now with Romuto is beyond me. There was a truck outside of Citizens Bank Park today, which is Monday the 13th. There was a truck that said, sign JT Romuto outside of Citizens Bank Park. There is no reason to play hardball because, listen, you're gonna, you already gave up your catcher that you were supposed to develop, and he was supposed to be one of the best catchers in baseball in Jorge Alfaro. You now have real Muto. You make the move to get him. And number one, send, you send yeah. And number one, you literally let up your your pitching prospect too in that deal. Yeah, so, exactly. So you're yeah, exactly. You're giving up all all these guys. So you now you have the best catcher in baseball. There is no reason to not sign him for a long term deal. There's there's no reason. The the statistics are there. The leadership ability is there. Harper wants him here. Uh, and you know you have signs outside of the ballpark now saying to sign him. There's no reason to play hardball. Um, I do believe I, – I think they will eventually get it done. I think he'll be a Philly next year. Um, but I I hope they don't let him test free agency because that would be a huge, huge loss for the Phillies if they if they don't re-sign Romuto. He's a big part of their lineup. He's a big Absolutely. part of their lineup. Absolutely. And, so, and I think he's a big part too because um, – because when – I actually saw a video in last year's season where uh, a pitcher was heading out to the bolt, heading out to the field, and JT was shaking his head because he knew this was going to be. I remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> you know, and listen, JT is a. That just shows that that JT is a, a competitor and he wants to win. You know, he doesn't want. Yeah. No, no pitcher who doesn't want to win like, like Nick Pavetta or those those pitchers, you know. Um, yeah. So, what do you think will the contract look like when the when the Phillies when the uh, Phillies are going to offer him that contract? I think it's going to be a very it's going to be a very big. Big contract, I can tell you that it's going to have a lot of years on it. Um, his salary, I, I, I wonder how. I wonder if it's going to be similar in the sense of the Harper contract, um, because he's going to want big money. Um, if they're going to backload it with the average uh, salary per year, they want to backload the salary or not. Um, that I don't know. I like it's going to be it's going to be a, a huge contract for a catcher, and probably be the highest paid catcher in baseball. Um, I yeah. So uh, that that's what I think will happen. Um, I just want to see the yearly salary. Um, especially and, and especially after all COVID, because uh, the revenue loss and, and such. Um, you know, no fans. 
so it, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with after, especially the quarantine, because this really it, it affected it. I'm assuming it's going to affect it a little bit. So um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, because I, I think the uh, contract will look like almost um, like the St. Louis uh, Cardinals first baseman when they signed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. wasn't wasn't in five years, one thirty, something or something like that. I think you're in the ballpark. Yeah, it might be JT Romero will be around there, or uh, yeah, a little bit higher than that. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a good estimate. I, I mean, I you know, look, I, I think COVID really, um put a damper on something. So I, I, I'm going to be interested to see. Hopefully they, I just, I think they should, they got to sign him. There's, there's no reason not to, especially bar, if you look back at what they gave up to get him to. Yeah. Because uh, just like Bryce Harper said um, in the podcast that he was on uh, in the early uh, quarantine when we were quarantined, mm-hmm. he has to feel wanted in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And if he does, he's gonna come back. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. But um, yep. if JT Wilmoto walks, do you? Who do you put the blame on? The uh, Andy McPhail or Maglintak? I look. You don't really know who's caught. Like I, I would. I'm just gonna say the front office as a whole. That's who I, I put the blame on. Um, that that's just inept management if they let him walk, based on what they gave what they gave up to get him, what he's done on the field performance wise, and what and now he's and he's heading into his prime. There's no reason not to do it. He's he's a huge part of their lineup. I don't want. I I, I would I would honestly I would put the blame on the entirety of the front office, not just one particular uh, individual up there. Yeah, it's we'll see. We'll see when it when we uh find out in the fall. Yeah, most definitely. Okay, this let's uh switch gears to the uh Eagles. Um let's do this it. this player really disappointed me. I his name is Deshaun Jackson. He Yeah. I I really thought this year was going to be the year he was going to be a leader. Uh, teaching Jalen Reger the ways mm-hmm. in the locker mm-hmm. room, but after after I saw what he posted, it was really disappointing. It yeah. it was what do you when you first saw that? What was your initial reaction? I was just it's stupid. He's, it was a stupid, stupid thing to do. It was it was very offensive. Um, he should have known better than that. I mean, it's it was just a dumb thing to post. I don't understand. You like you're going social media, like you're on social media, like all the time. Like Jackson should know, Deshaun Jackson should know what to post and what not to post. Things like that. It's not. It was not a smart thing to do. I thought it was a dumb thing to do on his part, and it was obviously the content of it was just awful as well. So um, it was a, it was a dumb dumb decision by Deshaun Jackson. That was that's just my my view on it. Yeah, because I'm gonna. He said that that he wanted to. He said that he wanted to lay off the pressure on his race. But mm-hmm. I'm like, Deshaun, you're. How does that make sense? It it was it, it might it was just a bad it was just a, a bad bad it was it was a bad judgment call on his part. He should have known better on what to do. Uh, I you know li- look. He's, you know, he obviously made a speak. He's owned up to it. He's apologized. He actually met with a Holocaust survivor, uh, Edward Mosberg, I believe his name yeah, was. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. And he's invited, he's invited him to Auschwitz, and I think Jackson's going to tour Auschwitz. So, um, you know, at least he's owning up to his mistake. He's educating himself on the issue and why what he did is so, so, so wrong. So I, I, give, I will give him props to that, but the mistake – uh, was a big one. I'll tell you that it was a, it was a big mistake by posting that. Right for for me. Um, if you're a star player, and yeah, yeah. apologies, yeah. I really get 
You know, I, I, yeah, exactly. I get it, but yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I, mm-hmm. I don't like, I like when they apologize, but I, do they really mean it? You know, like in this case, just all meant it because he's actually at, educating himself because he mm-hmm. met with the Patriots wide receiver, uh, Julian yeah. Edelman. And yep. <laughs> you know what? And the Oshawa and and the and the Holocaust survivor as well. You know what? I respect Julian Edelman for that. You know, he yep. came out and said, "Yo, I'm going to educate to Sean." But yep. Um, I saw that the Eagles find Deshaun Jackson. That was that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll yep. be really disappointed if they if they cut him because we need wide receiver help. I think, I think, I think, um, you know, they find him and, um, they find him, um, they, they made him put out a statement. He's educating himself. He's doing all, all we should do. He, what he did was inexcusable. It was wrong. What he posted should have never been posted. Should never be, never have been a thought to be posted. So, um, uh, you know, it was a huge mistake. I think Jackson is learning from it. It seems like from what, um, he's been doing meeting with. You know, Julian Edelman talking to him, uh, talking to a Holocaust survivor. Um, he's educating himself on the issue and why that quote was not supposed, should have never been posted by him. It was, it was a terrible thing. Um, so I, I think, you know, we, we, we got, we got what we wanted to do. He did what he did, what he had to do. And I think, um, they're just going to move forward now. Um, I don't, I don't think he'll be cut. Um, they're just going to move forward. They find him. He's, he's, he's doing what he has to do to make the mistake he did uh, make it correct. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, the, with the Eagles, uh, they, they actually took a huge blow on the offensive line. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they lost mm-hmm. Brandon Brooks to a mm-hmm. torn Achilles on his left foot. So he mm-hmm. tore both in, in two different seasons. Um, yeah. Yep. How will that affect the Eagles moving forward? Oh, it's going to be huge. I actually, uh, when when I first heard that, it was a huge, huge, huge blow in my view. Um, he's one of the best guards in football. Oh yeah, I um, yeah I agree. It, it um, and the the injuries that this team has faced, even since the Super Bowl year, um. It, it's been it's been a heck of a ride. Um, I I actually wrote an article about um, losing Brandon Brooks. I mean they have options. I don't know if they're gonna um, go out and get someone, make a trade or anything. I think they're gonna try and stay in house. And two of the guys that I noted um, in an article on Total Sports Live uh, is um, they have Matt Pryor and uh, he's twenty five. He and they also have a rookie offensive Jack lineman, Driscoll. Jack yeah. Driscoll, who they just who they just took out of TCU. I mean, Pryor was from TCU. Driscoll is, I believe, Auburn. he was from. I think it was Auburn. I believe so. Let me let me double check that. I think I I believe so. Um, I'll find it. But yeah, I think they're going to stay in house. I think you're going to have those guys compete. Um, probably. Pri- I think Pryor would most likely be the guy, um, to start there. Um, if if they don't like what they see, I I wouldn't be shocked if Roseman went out and made a trade. I mean, he he does he's not afraid to pull the trigger, um, especially in the preseason. He's made preseason moves a bunch of times. If you go back looking at Doriel Green Beckham, you know Ronald Darby, um, getting a few guys, uh, signing guys late, Legarrette Blunt signing real late into the preseason training <clears throat> camp, um, area. Uh, I actually so, yeah I, I actually like I actually like, uh. He's not in the league anymore, but I uh, his name is Kyle Long. You know, I yeah, I yep. really like him um, because I think he will give off that that vibe, that winning vibe, just like his brother did on the uh, defensive side. Um, but not even um, you know what? Let's uh, Doug Peterson had had one had one healthy season with his team. Mm-hmm. That was that was Carson Wentz's rookie year. You know, yeah. and then after that if it fell apart, 
Um, yeah, even the Super Bowl year. I mean, they were very hurt. Yeah. Peters, Sproles, like you can go on and on. Not even the the offensive line will be hurting, but mm-hmm. when Carson Wentz heard that news, what do you think was going through his mind? I I'm pro- I'm gonna assume his heart probably sank. He was probably just like, man, here we go again. You know, uh, look. Uh, Brandon, uh, hopefully he can come back stronger next year. Um, look, this year we don't, we still don't know what's going to happen this year with right. the league, with um, COVID, with COVID and all. Um, so, look, um, losing Brandon Brooks is huge. That's a huge loss. I mean, but the Eagles, you know, it's it's next man up in in, in the NFL. Injuries happen; they happen all the time. Uh, Peters went down the Super Bowl year. Look what happened, Vitai, who. Had an up and down career with the Eagles. Uh, you know he played well down the stretch into the playoffs and into the Super Bowl. He played well. So if Pryor, Driscoll, um, you know some two of those guys, whoever gets the nod, uh, if they you know have a little bit of a platoon going there, um, I, I think uh, I think it's just next man up mentality. I think the Eagles have preached that for a while, and you know you've seen guys step up. You know last year right. Boston Scott stepping up, Greg Ward stepping up. You had you know a lot of these guys stepping up. So. With the Eagles, it's going to be next man up. Um, I think you know, obviously, and that's their the loss is huge. That's but, their motto yeah. back in 2017 when they won it all. So yeah. it's Doug Peterson has to teach that, and I understand it's the players, you know, situation mm-hmm. if they want to listen or not. But um, my belief is with the offensive line, um, I I don't see Howie Roseman going out and trading. For a player, yeah, that that's why I think they'll because now. they got twenty six million in the cap. That's 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 not yeah. good. So, um, but if they really have to go out and get someone, I guess, I guess go get someone. Uh, Howie Roseman is a wizard with the cap, so he can make it work. Yeah, I, yeah, he. I, I'm not. I'm not scared. Um, if he's making a move and he has to adjust the cap or anything, I, I'm just. I want to see like how how good can Pryor be? How good can Driscoll be? Because those are the two. Uh, there's talk, you know, bringing Peters back. I don't think they bring Peters back to play guard. They're gonna they're gonna roll with Dillard. At, they're not gonna put Dillard at guard either. They're gonna roll with Dillard at, at the tackle position, uh, left tackle because. Remember the Seahawks game last year? Uh, him at right tackle was not so uh, pretty. Um, but no, I I, I think yeah. it's they're going to stay in house. Prior Driscoll, I think are going to be the two names you're going to see going for that guard spot uh, to replace Brooks. Uh, that's that's actually um, I wasn't going to bring this up, but you brought up the uh, Seahawks game. Uh, yeah, this this yep. guy um, is a villain in Philly. Um, yeah, but I, I'm saying that the that the Eagles might might be interested in Javon Clowney. What do you think of that? Yeah, I yeah I I've seen that. Um, John Clayton, I I wrote a report on this on Total Sports Live as well. Um, look, apparently he's turned down offers with the Miami Dolphins and also the Cleveland Browns. He wants to play for a winner, and and look. People, you know, you'll have fans say, oh, he hurt Wentz, blah, it was a dirty hit. Uh, the Eagles were interested in Clowney last season before the Seattle Seahawks went and swooped him up. Uh, so, uh, look, Clowney had a down year last year, uh, but I, I still think if you add him to that defensive line, I mean, the defensive line is already very, very good, bolstered uh, with some of the moves they've made. Uh, but if you add Clowney to the mix of that, I mean, it's going to be very, it's going to be dangerous. It's going to be lethal. It's going to be a lethal defensive line. If you add Jadavion Clowney, so uh, look, I, I'm all for it. I, I think the Eagles should pull the trigger, and uh, and, it, and it's going to be a cheaper contract now because we're we're moving farther and farther from free agency, and now closer and closer to training camp. Yeah, good. Um, Clayton yeah. says he wants. Yeah, yeah. Clayton says John Clayton of ESPN says he wants to uh, play for a winner, and the Eagles have shown they 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 are winners the past few yeah, years. Yeah, because so. I saw his his contract. Um, that his value is going down in the market, which is oh, eight yeah. million to nine million. Yeah, the steal. Um, I'm going to go outside of of Philly sports for a second. 
Um, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, you know, contract. Um, okay. 10 years. Yes. yes. Uh, this yes. is the biggest contract in NFL history. Yes, yes, four oh five million or more. He's making fifty million each year, and a lot of it's bonus money too. A lot of it's they they convert a lot of it into the bonus, I believe. Uh, it, in the playoffs, like that 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 bonus money from the from the playoffs. Where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it now. I'm looking. I'm looking at the just like. The uh, the you know details of the deal, but no, um, five hundred three million. I never thought I'd see the day in the NFL that someone was getting paid baseball money. I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah. Do you think this deal will change how how the contracts will be handed out in the NFL? Um, to an to an extent. Um, but you have to realize, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, this guy is is something special. I I've never seen any anything like it. Um, I'm looking at this is a tweet from Tom Pelissero from July 6th, um, showing uh, how the breakdown of the cash flow on Patty Mahomes' new contract. Um, so a lot of it's a roster bonus, like. Net and like I'll just I'll pick a year twenty twenty three. He's getting paid his base salary is five point five million dollars, but his roster bonus is thirty four point four million. That <laughs> so, is, and then he, and then this you have to also realize he also has like um when you look the full contract is worth five hundred over five hundred million dollars, right? Right. Um, nearly like five hundred three around. But then you have to like. There's also incentives in there. If he's got twenty five million dollars in incentives, and if he hits those marks, he gets that money too. So it, it was look. It was a good. It was smart for the Chiefs to turn uh, into the uh, a lot of the contract into bonus money, um, so it doesn't affect the cap as much. Um. So, with the that is very interesting. I just. Mm-hmm. I just can't believe that that deal. I'm looking at it now, and yeah, it's it's a baseball deal. Yeah, it is. It it's it's Patrick Mahomes is looking like um, flashes of um, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning in him, mm-hmm. you know. And sadly, I didn't see Brett Favre in his prime, but I wish. Yeah, I wish I did. But yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is going to be way better than than those two guys, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully, exactly. yep. Um, what the what the uh, restart of the season? Um, mm-hmm. with the Sixers. Um, okay, that's, that's I'm I'm so excited. I just before you start, I'm so excited to talk about the Sixers right now. So excited. Uh, and and your guy Al Al Horford might not be even playing, so oh, don't even start. I don't even. Want, all right, we'll get now. Oh, we'll get in Al Horford gate. Just relax. We're gonna get in Al Horford. I like, like you know you know I'm I'm ready to talk to Al Horford. You already know I am. <laughs> all right, let's let's dig into this. Um, all right. So, um, with the Sixers restart, um. Mm-hmm. Do you think with this restart? Do you think? Mm-hmm. Do you think Brett Brown? Do, did you think the restart saved his his job? No. I look. Um, look, the restart. I, I don't. I don't think. I. It may have bearing on what Elton does. In my view, no. If they don't get to the finals, or at least the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, he should be gone. Um, when you look back at history, um, you look at what the Golden State Warriors did. Mark Jackson was the coach there um, until they fired him and they moved on and brought in Steve Kerr. They won a title. You look at what happened with the Raptors last season. You had literally the coach of the year the pet, the the first few seasons. You know the 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 Raptors were known getting uh, going out in like the second round every year. They bring in Nick Nurse. They win a title. 
Uh, Kawhi had a lot to do with it, obviously. But do you notice a trend here? When you switch the coaches from being there a long time, you know, you're winning, you're winning, you're winning, but you're not getting all the way to that that ultimate goal. It, it, it's happened. Um, look, Brett Brown, uh, obviously um, they, they've been – last season was a disappointment the way they went out. Um, Brett's been a little frustrating this year. I, I've seen two different teams. Exactly. Um, this exactly. Year, um, uh, from the home and road. Um, look, I, they, they're in a bubble to restart and they should start fresh. I mean, Brett's had a lot of time to reconfigure some things with what he's got. He's got a fully healthy lineup now. Um, and you know, let, let's see what he can do. Let's see what lineups he can put in. It's a whole new ball game now. So look, if, if he can, if he can, do a better job than what he did if he can learn from his mistakes before the restart um and they go far i think he may save his job but if they don't and it's another disappointment he will be gone yeah that that's heading into my next next question uh joel Mm -hmm. Embiid. um we know the same old song with that guy you know he yes um Comes in, you know, mm-hmm. yep. being immature. You know, he's yep. not in shape. Uh, with this restart, um, mm-hmm. did you th- do you think he learned his lesson from last year's playoffs? And do you think he's in shape and ready to go? Totally. Uh, l- looking at pictures, uh, he looks jacked. Uh, <laughs> he looks huge. Um, he looks like he he. He's worked out and he's worked on himself over this quarantine, this little hiatus we've had. Um, I think he's ready to roll. It seems like the mentality from this team has really, really changed since um, the quarantine started and the NBA season was suspended. Um, And he looks like a a new guy. I think he's fresh. He's ready to go. Um, Look, he he looks bigger. He looks good. Uh, You know, he's got a lead. He's got to stay. He's got to be able to stay on the court because if he's on the court, and the way this team goes, uh, I, I, I think that uh, the Sixers can be really, really dangerous going forward, especially with him healthy. Yeah, and I really hope that that he can compete with that with yeah. that with that look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Another guy on the Sixers, uh, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons. Um, yeah. This is another guy that I, I'm frustrated with. Um, yeah, he's, I'm not as frustrated as you. I'm. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm. I'm not. But go ahead with your question. I'll explain why. He's the best defensive player and best passer in the NBA. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're in the NBA, you got to shoot. You know, it's you got to shoot. Um, do you think? From this restart, do you think he's not going to be afraid to shoot? Look, uh, look, he's not going to be. He's never going to be Steph Curry. Let, let's just get that out of the way. He's not going to be a forty percent shooter. Right. He's not going to be that great shooter that everyone thinks he can be. He's not going to be like even. He's not even. I don't even think he's going to be as good as how good LeBron shoots. Um, so uh, look, I, I don't see. I don't think. Le, I don't think Ben Simmons is going to be that shooter everyone thinks. That he can be. I don't believe he will be that. Right, and um, I yeah. hope I hope he can. I hope he can develop a great shot. I don't see it. Um, look, what this guy does on the floor, everything else he does is elite. He's a, an elite passer. He's an elite defender. He's an elite. He's elite in transition. He's also an elite. You know, setting up the offense. I mean, look, I, this, this guy and getting to the basket. He, he's great. He's athletic. Uh, look, he does everything else well except for shooting. Listen, um, with Brett Brown, I see, I see, I saw what Brett Brown said today. They're they've been having Shake Milton um, running the point, and they're moving Ben to point forward, power forward ish. I, I don't know how they're going to run it, but that that's that's what um, I've read. Yeah, that's my next um, next question with that. You know, it's yeah. Um, but the uh, Al Al Horford situation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I know you love this guy. You know, I <laughs> I know you love this guy. Uh, um no, yeah. I I actually don't like this guy. But <laughs> um listen. Um with the L what went wrong with this? What went wrong with this signing? I I doesn't it just doesn't seem like him 
and that and Joel really meshed well together on the court together. It just you know it was a good thought. It, it really didn't mesh. And then also I, mean, I have some stats with Al too. I, I you know here we go. Ready? He's averaging twelve per game this year. Twelve points per game is lowest since his first two years in the league. He's also show, shot the most. He's taken point like shots per game, three pointers per game, the most in his career, around four. And he's also shooting very low, around 33, 34% from three. Why this man is taking that many three-pointers is beyond me. Dumb. Just dumb. Stupid. I don't know why he's doing that, and I don't know why why it's being incorporated into the offense. He's not a great three-point shooter. He's, he's a decent three-point shooter throughout his career. He's had moments. Keep that man down low. And don't and do not have him in the starting lineup. If if Al Horford, barring injury, is in the in the starting lineup with everyone healthy, no, that that Brett Brown should be fired for that. Al Horford needs to come off the bench based on his play this season. Now we're restarting. Maybe things change. I hope they change because Al Horford's been a disgrace and a disaster this year. Been a total disaster. He, uh, uh. You know, as I said, he's averaging his lowest points per game total. He looks lost in the offense. He's had months to now correct it, just like Brett Brown has, just like every other player has in this league. If he doesn't come back better, more physical, playing, you know, shooting the ball better, make taking more consistent shots, smarter shots, I'm going to be very angry. I'm going to be very upset. Because he's had months. He's a, he's he's been he's had a great career. Al Horford's had a great Absolutely. career. Absolutely, with the he's, I I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, with the Celtics, the Hawks, he's had a great career. He needs to be better. So that's why I like this idea of having Shake at the point, Jay Rich two, Toby at the three, Ben at the four, and and Joe at the five. And let's and I think that's gonna be a great match because Shake. Uh, and I'll let before I like Shake. before I get into I like Shake. Shake you know? Yeah, but yeah, what yeah, what do you what do you think of Shake? You know what? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of him because, um, mm-hmm. but um, the the guy plays hard. You know, no question about that. Yeah. But, um, you know what? With the uh, Ben Simmons, right? Um, mm-hmm. I get yeah. that he's a great elite player. But I think point mm-hmm. guard was the long possession for him. You know, I think I, I think power forward will be be his position. You know, and let yeah, and let another guy take control at the uh, point guard. You know, um, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons is very physical. You know, um, yeah. so yeah. he can post up well. But yeah. with uh, Shake Shake Milton, um. I don't have his stats in front of me, but um, mm-hmm. how many how many games did he play with us? All right, so I'll I'll, I'll t- let's talk. I love Shake. I'm a big fan of Shake. I've grown to be a big fan of Shake. I covered him in the G League uh, when he was down there a few times this year. I got to talk to him. I got to ask him a few questions. Um, look, in the G League, he was dominant. He he played 60 games this year, just in the D, in the G League. Average 21 last year. Uh, he played a majority of the season in the G League with the Blue Coats. Um, he averaged around 24. Um, this year, he, he when I watching him in person, Jake, um, he, he looked like it, it was a G League minded, obviously, but he he carries himself in a in a manner that he's a very humble guy. Uh, he he doesn't like to, he doesn't like talk. You know what I mean? He, he's not a guy on the floor that's going to be like wanting the ball all the time. He, he he will pass it and he will shoot it when he when he has to. He, he's very um I'm trying to look for the word. Um I, it'll come to me, but I, I, I like Shake Milton's game. I think you know in the in the NBA he's been up thirty two games this year. Sixteen he started. He's played nineteen minutes per game. He's averaged nine and a half, two assists and two rebounds. Um I think he can and it showed in that Clippers game. I don't know if you remember that Clippers game. Oh yeah he, he went, went at off. was they the Sixers did lose, but Shake Milton oh, had yeah, a day. Shake Milton. And and if he can and if he could have a consistency with that, um, he's here's the word I was like. He's very poised on the oh, court. Poise. He has a lot of poise. Okay. 
Um, and I, I think you, I think they get if they get this. This is a reason they signed him to a multi-year deal before the season. Very cheap deal too. Um, he's got a lot of potential. Um, I think if he just gets the minutes and they give him an opportunity, and Brett can put him in a good position, and he can make this offense flow, especially with um, Simmons and B, J. Rich, Tobias around him. Um, I'm just, I, I really agree. I think, um, Josh Richardson, you know, he's been training. I think he looks jacked yep. as well. Shake, Shake came back huge. Uh, seeing pictures of him, he came back huge to this bubble. I think the Sixers are, are know that no wasting time, no being immature. I think they are, mm-hmm. Um, they're definitely growing. You know, I think they are definitely yes. growing. Yes. Um, with the uh, L L Horford situation, I want to backtrack with that. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, they are very desperate. They they were very yeah. desperate to sign him, and their yep. their wrong move was letting him shoot. You know, I I understand we didn't have enough shooters. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's why they they had to put him behind the three point line to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They forced it. They forced it. Yes. And with the Sixers, they picked up a new guy, Ryan Brickoff from the Mavs. Yep. Um, he he was averaging forty point three percent from three in the last two seasons with the with the Mavs. Um, yeah. Tell me, tell me something about that guy. Oh, look, I hope he gets to the bubble. Right now, he is not. He's not reporting to the bubble. Um, family. It was a family issue, I believe. Um, I I don't know if it was related to COVID or not. Um, look, if they can get him, uh, that that I don't know how much he'll play. I don't know how much he'll get into the rotation. Um, but because he's missing a lot of time right now, uh, getting back. Um. Look, I think it would be, look any shooting for this team really will help them. Um, having having a lot of shooters doesn't hurt anybody. Um, and, he, and as you said, he shot very well from three. Um, if they, you know, if he can come back, come down to the bubble, help the Sixers team out. Look, it'll, it'll be huge. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's you know JJ Redick. I right. don't believe he is. But um, look, shooters. Look, if if adding shoot, you always want to add shooters. Um, so. If he can get down in the bubble and it happens, it happens. Um, if not, the Sixers are gonna have to um, go with what they work with. Hopefully, guys like James Ennis can step up. You know, they got um, Robinson from the Warriors. Uh, you know, so they have they have a few options um, coming off the bench now, especially uh, with Robinson uh, coming off the bench as well. What uh, what role do you see see this guy playing if he eventually when he I, gets out of the uh, family issue? Uh, I I don't know I it's gonna be interesting to see how Brett works him in um I think maybe they'll use him in specialty situations if they need a bucket need a three um I don't know he's not like I said he's not JJ Redick um you know he but he has shot well um we'll see we'll see I if he shows up uh he comes down maybe he can help this team out but I don't see him getting great minute like insane minutes off the bench yet if he does come down. Um, do you, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I think this guy was a, a emergency shooter off the bench. You know, it's, mm-hmm. yep. um, do you, do you agree with this, uh, restart in, uh, Orlando? Uh, do I agree with it? Like, do you think Good. that was a right move to, uh, restart the season up? Um, I look. I I understand they they really want to get the season finished. They want to end, but the optic. I I mean they they have a bubble. The bubble's supposed to keep the virus out, technically, right? I, I look. Um, they're restarting. I you know they're doing it. They they have everything in place. I mean there was two positive COVID tests today. Um, if do I agree with it? Look, I. It, it look it's up to the players you can opt out players are opting out um and you know you have some players sitting out not going to the bubble you you have guys that really want to play um you know as a fan I'm all for it 
Um, but it's really in my in my view, it's up to the players if they want to be there or not. That, that's that's my view on it. Yeah, I. Uh, they are, you know, grown adults. You know, they can make their own decisions, mm-hmm. but at the same yep. time, they got to follow the the uh, yeah. rules of the uh, virus. Yep. So. Yep. Um. You know what? Um. What is your what is your prediction uh, when they eventually go to Orlando to play the eight mm-hmm. uh, regular season games? Um, mm-hmm. What do you think uh, is going to happen with the uh, Sixers? Will we see a uh, the team that is twenty nine and two at home, or will we see a team? Um, Looking like absolute garbage. Look, the Sixers before before the uh, the quarantine started, they were the sixty. They were thirty nine and twenty six, twenty nine and two at home, best record in basketball at home. Then they're like they were similar to the New York Knicks away. It, it was like watching the New York Knicks away. <laughs> um, they were ten and twenty four, um, same amount of road wins as the New York Knicks. I look like. Look, I l- listen. There's no fans. If it were home court advantage, it w- I would say you're probably gonna get the home team. But this is such a new. There's no fans. I mean, look. I think we might get a whole new team, um, good or bad. I I think right now, based on what I've seen, I mean, Joel looks really good. Shake looks really good. Uh, you know, Ben looks like he's been working. I I think we might get a different team. I don't I don't know if we'll get one or the other. I think we might get a mix a mixture. You know, uh, right. this is unprecedented ter- unprecedented territory uh, for the for every uh, honestly everyone everyone in life to be honest, <laughs> not even just basketball, just in life is unprecedented territory. Yeah, I I think that we're gonna see the team in in a mix also. I uh, agree with that because. Listen, I think it. I think they're going to go deep this year, because um, they have a shot. Yeah, they, they have a shot. They got a shot, but uh, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons um, have mm-hmm. been there, and, and Tobias too. But Ben Simmons and Joel have been in the postseason the last two seasons, was it or three? What? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think they are growing in the playoff atmosphere. Um, mm-hmm. my like final thought of this is, um, hopefully we can we can see a team that can win. That's yeah. That, that's basically what I have. I have nothing m- more to add w- with this. <laughs> yeah, I just w- I want to see a team that has chemistry. Um, like Tobias has said multiple times. He said it on first take recently. He said it in uh, his press conferences. Look, they didn't have chemistry before. Look, if this team, you know, they come together, they're in the bubble together. Let let's see let's see them play, you know, together. That that that's gonna be huge. Um and you know, hard. So look look, um they gotta play it together, they gotta play hard. Um, can't be lazy. Uh you know, this is it's a it's a new game. It's like starting fresh. They're in the playoffs. Um because the playoffs are gonna start right away. I mean, they have, you know, these eight games, but the playoffs are right here, so it, it's 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 right now. It's it's hit or miss. It's it's either this or a bust. So we'll see what happens. I, I think that, I think they can come back strong. Um, I think you know, having Al Horford come off the bench will be very smart. Uh, Shake, I want to see him. I think I think he could be uh, a real real X factor going into the postseason. Yeah, I I agree. Um, the. My uh, final thoughts for this uh, podcast mm-hmm. is basically, um, basically, you know, just just be smart with with what you're gonna do with the uh, the uh, the Sean Jackson situation um, yep. with the Phillies. Hopefully, they can um, pull out a pitching staff that that they can win. You know, hopefully, Zach Wheeler yeah. can come back, um, and then. It, Hopefully the offensive line for the Eagles is hopefully they can pick a guy that can that can play up to Brandon Books. 
level. Yeah. Um, I actually uh, skipped the uh, JT Romuto, um, so I'm going to go back. Um, mm-hmm. JT Romuto, I I will be very very disappointed if he doesn't come back. Um, yeah, Macklin Tack in the front office has to get on that uh, when the time comes. Um, and then with the uh, Sixers, I mean the. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, good for him. So, Nick, um, what's your uh, final thoughts, you know, on this? Uh, look, we covered a lot today. We covered uh, the Sixers. Look, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, get some basketball back. I think this team really has a shot. They look really healthy. They look energized. Uh, hopefully, you know, we get some good basketball down in the bubble. In Orlando, uh, you know, Phillies uh, with Romuto, uh, you know, I think they – I do believe they, they have to sign um, uh, JT. I think it would be the most wise decision. It would be wise – it wouldn't be wise not to sign him, you know. So, um, yeah, basically, you know, Patty Mahomes, I mean, largest contract. Didn't think I'd see a baseball contract in football like that, of that magnitude. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I'm, look, sports are coming back real soon. It's, uh, it's, it's good to have some sense of normalcy coming back a little bit uh, to see these guys play again, baseball, football, basketball, hockey. Um, so it's going to be nice to see that and uh, actually have some games to talk about too. Um, but, Jake, I, I really appreciate you having me on today. Uh, it was a great conversation, like always. Yeah, thank you for – uh, uh, hope, hope to be on again. Yeah, definitely. Thank you uh, for coming on. And I definitely enjoy hearing uh, hearing what you think through, through these uh, sports. So, likewise, likewise. So, um, guys, just just go follow uh, Nick Nick Ernstall on the Instagram. It's uh, what's your podcast, Nick? I'm sorry. Uh, it's a it's J and M breakdown. We'll probably have some new episodes coming out. Uh, definitely follow uh, TSL on Twitter. Follow my Twitter as well. You can find it on the TSL page, most likely. Uh, but yeah. Those those are probably the two go-tos, TSL and uh, my Twitter page. All right, that's it, guys. I'll see you guys next time. And, Nick, thank you for coming on. Uh, I hope to hear from you in the pretty soon. Most definitely.